Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, we're black, we're brown ambition. I feel like that didn't have the soul that it was supposed to have, but you know, it's close enough. Hey, Mandra. I mean, we're in between seasons right now. You know, it like throws things off. I get it. You know, I don't have the soul. I feel like that was like, that was rock salt and not Lowry's. But you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes you need salt, regular salt. A little bit of salt. Um, How are things going? They're going good. I am planning like a 40th birthday party. Well, you know what? Maybe I don't believe in dragging our businesses, so I'm going to leave it light. Never mind. (laughs) Wait, dragging up what? No, because I've been planning a 40th birthday party, which coincidentally is the same day as your um, your, your baby shower. Damn it. So I can't go. (laughs) I know. No, that's like a milestone. Are you going to do it up big? Yeah, well, I'm just going to, because I feel like we're going to do like a, a housewarming slash 40 years. So that, cause we haven't had anyone really at the house. I mean, people have come by, but not like an official capacity, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had some vendors like, you know, like, cause I, not vendors, I'm trying not to be as specific because I'm like, she might listen and it didn't go well. And it just was a really good, um, well, you know, F it, I'm going to say it. So we're testing out some different people for food. And one of the, um, vendors we had like her, their food was, you know, on the saltier side, like by saltier side, I mean like a seven out of 10. Mm. Um, and so I gave a little feedback and it just didn't see, I don't know if she didn't realize, but it was not really well received. And I thought that's what tastings are for to say. And I said it in like the most passive aggressive way as possible. Cause you know me, I am not we pro- know you, it took you what? like five minutes to come around what? to what you wanted to say just now. Let me tell you, let me tell you how I said it. I was like, so there are people in my family that have um, um, diabetes, so we just want to be careful about the sugar. So I named every illness that does not exist. And then I got around <laughs> to hypertension and said, so we just want to be mindful about the salt. That's how I did it, like that. Mm. So, I mean, you would think, like, I tried to keep it really light, um, but it wasn't well received. And it's like instantly energy, like, turned off. She started watching TV instead of talking. And I was like, what's happening? Wait, were you, um, did you go, is this a friend or did you go to the, like, oh, went to the restaurant for tasting? Yeah, I just went to their, whatever restaurant they were using for tasting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know how sometimes you, she might not have even realized that her energy turned off, so she might not have. Uh, because she was really friendly and amazing in the beginning. But, I and I get it, um, I don't know if she's a new business, but I know sometimes people, it's like, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my ish. Listen, um, you're in the service industry. The customer yeah. should be right. 
It was so because, so I came with a friend of mine who's similar to like, I always say I have people in my life that are like either me or like similar to like you, Drina, who are like, well, you know what? It is what it is. I don't, you know, like, and so I brought a friend like um, Rihanna with me who was, you know, very much like I said what I said. I wasn't rude about it. And so I was so like, Rihanna was just watching me like tap dance, like, because I was uncomfortable that she was clearly upset and I wanted her to be happy and I was like and Rihanna was like we left she's like Tiffany I was like what she's like what is wrong with you I was like I'm I just feel really bad that she she seemed to be upset she's like Tiffany you you could not have said it lighter like you literally could not have said it she's like I'm looking at you like you have family with hypertension I was like no (laughs) this is your 40th birthday you need the food to be on point Yes, and she said that. She's like, you were really kind. You could not have said it lighter. She was like, um, you know, I just, you know, some people just don't receive feedback very well. And, um, you know, but she's like, it was clear that she shut down. Like I said, it wasn't, she wasn't nasty, but it was very clear that she just shut down. So I had me thinking to myself, well, one, have you even heard my feedback? Are you going to come with salty food still? Or two, if I give you feedback on the day of my party, are you going to make it uncomfortable? You know, because, you know, some people don't mind. They're like, whatever, girl. I said what I said, but that's not me. And I'm like, I don't want to have to battle these emotions on like my big 40th birthday, you know? So, yeah, it, but it was a good lesson for like, and sometimes like whenever that happens, I always think, what's the good entrepreneur lesson in this? And and for me, the good lesson was that you sometimes you get feedback that feels uncomfortable and you might subconsciously shut down. She probably didn't think, like I said, she wasn't nasty. So I likely, if I were to share this feedback with her, she'd probably be like, no, I didn't. So she probably didn't, didn't think that she had created a very um, uncomfortable environment. But it taught me to like, okay, Tiffany, this might happen where someone gives you uncomfortable feedback and you might subconsciously shut down. And to be mindful of creating energy and space where people can tell you when something is not right. Um, so yeah, it was just really like, when I tell you it was so, it was like dead silent. I mean, you could have dropped the pin. I was like, so guess we should leave. It so are you so definitely awful. using her as a caterer? No. <laughs> no? Okay. I wondered if you like. I was like, well, maybe if she, Rihanna looked at me like, are you kidding me, Tiffany? I was like, okay, never mind. I was like, that's why I brought you. I always need my, like my, you know, my friend who is not afraid of like, like, you know, confrontation. To be like, no, Tiffany, so you're going to use her? So that way, I mean, I've made decisions like that where I'm like, this is an important day. And because I didn't want the person to be upset with them, even though I didn't like the service or the product, I've used it anyway. And I'm like, Tiffany, it's your big advanced age. We got to break free. Like, so like sometimes my people pleasing just takes, takes it to the next level. So. Well, you're smart to bring people who have the other side. I mean, it's not like you need to change. I'm sure your people pleasing nature is why you're so successful in other ways. So. It's not like you need to learn how to be a jerk. You just bring the jerks with you. <laughs> and it's not even a jerk. <laughs> so I just wish joke. I was more like, you know what? I said what I said. I wasn't rude. Because if you can stand in it, because I knew I wasn't rude. But I'm like, I hate that, that sense of like, I don't know. I'm like, Tiffany, why are you afraid? Is she going to beat you up? <laughs> like, what is happening? And so um, I just wish that's something that like I'm really trying to work on to be like a more assertive in this is what I like. This is what I said. And I'm not saying it in a rude way, but I am firm about it. Because yeah. if I, honestly, I'm not going to lie. If I went by myself, she probably would have had a deposit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good resolution for your 40th, de- your, your fourth decade. It own, is, own your feelings and your opinions and don't, don't apologize for them. Yes. You're a badass business lady. I know. Like, and yet, and yet I'm, I was like, How have you made it this far? 
I don't know. You know, it's so crazy because you know what it is? What I've learned about myself is that when it comes to me, I'm like, ah, but let it be like someone on the team, family, friends, whatever. Like it's a different Tiffany. So I think the reason why it's like, it's because when I'm doing things for my audience, like these are my dream catchers. Like I'm very protective over them and their journey. And so nothing stands in the way of that. So when a bank or a brand or whoever I feel like is doing something that is not helpful and purposefully harmful. So like a different Tiffany comes out. So I think that's what it is, is that I've learned that if I'm working in service of others, oh, then all, all bets are off. But when it comes to me personally, that's where I have a hard time. And that's why, honestly, I um, remember like a few episodes, not a few, but probably like a year or so ago, we talked about the bully friend. Yes. Right. And so like, I, I'm very conscious now because I'd hired a bully friend and she was brilliant, but she was indeed a bully friend. And I realize now that I'm really, really careful because I'm looking for a new admin and I interviewed a few women and one of them gave me bully friend vibes. I said, absolutely not. Now, meanwhile, she was brilliant. Like I could tell she was great. She would have been awesome. But I also knew that there was that little like inkling of she's a bully friend and she's going to make like her personality is going to make you feel uncomfortable. You're going to be afraid to ask her things. I can't have that in my admin. So I, I chose someone instead that I knew that, you know, our personalities um, where she was like really warm and welcoming. And that even when I was like deferential, that she didn't take advantage of that. And so I've learned that like the parts of my personality, I don't know that they'll change, but I've also learned to offset it by not surrounding myself with people that are going to put me in a position to feel bullied, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, honestly, that's really, I think why I've like the business has done well is because when it comes to other people, I'm a beast. But when it comes to me, I'm like, so heard you want to fight. Let's go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that makes sense. That makes sense. I get it. But still something to work on. Yeah, it is definitely. Cause I, I want to, and honestly, I feel like that's why I like, I look for people like you and Drina and Rihanna because I'm like, so teach me your ways. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I, that's the reason my husband is the one like Mandy put down the gloves. Like it's not the moment. <laughs> We were always, this is a good example. We went to see Hustlers this weekend and it uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I love JLo. Like, I just feel like she's so underrated. I want her to get all, she never won anything for Selena, which I think is a damn crime. Um, She doesn't have any Grammys. I'm just like, it's, it's appalling that we have not, you know, uh, given her her due. Anyway, so I'm happy that she's getting great reviews, but we, we saw it and it, it was like a late Sunday night showing. So it wasn't a packed theater, but there were these girls who were just like yapping through the entire movie. They got up and were talking to each other. And I mean, I, I, I really desperately wanted to say something to them, like snarky or like, you know, get them to be quiet. But then I thought, and, and I looked at Enrique, he knew what I was going to do. He's like, not today. We don't want to get in a fight. These girls sound like they're, they, they, they would fight you. <laughs> it's like, you're pregnant. Let's just like, let it go. And I let it go. A younger Mandy may not have let it go. <laughs> Because I like to poke the beast. Yeah, that <laughs> is not? so super bad. I mean, he's like, I mean, he's pretty chill until. And so, but he's not like, if we would have went, he'd be like, oh, mm, this food is salty. He would have just said it. And I would have looked at him like, oh. <laughs> 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 but I find that people like, I feel like people respect that. Like, you know, that it's crazy because when you um, dance around it, I feel like people like I found that when I'm my most passive is when it brings out the aggression in others more so, you know? Yeah. It's like that. It's just a balance. 
Yes. And so like, yeah, because I remember like it wasn't until like I learned to stand up for myself when I was teaching preschool in Newark. It was like my first year and I was such a punk and the parents used to treat me like trash. Like I'd be like, um, excuse me, miss ma'am. Um, you really can't come. Let- uh, shut up. I'm like, oh, OK. And then one day, <laughs> one day I was sick of it. And I told the biggest, baddest parent. I'll never forget that year. I was like, um, it was like 10 o'clock. And I think we, we didn't take kids past like 930. And, but she was always late, like willfully late, even though she lived across the street. And I was like, and it was raining. And I remember I had like the little chain on the door with this big metal door and I opened it. And I was like, yeah, Bashir. So I told you that from now on, you have to be here by 930 or, you know, um, your daughter Zanaya can't come. So see you tomorrow. She's like, what? Open the door. I said, see you tomorrow. Bye, Zanaya. See you tomorrow. Miss Tiffy's going to miss you. Click. Close the door. Oh, savage. <laughs> my heart. My, the teachers, the other teachers looked at me like, that's how you're going to start this song. <laughs> well, my heart was racing. I was like, oh, my God. She's going to beat me up tomorrow. I'm going to die. My car is going to be torched. <laughs> and <the next> day, <laughs> because Bashir was like that parent. Like you could tell Bashir spent all her high school years boxing in the hallways. Right. Yeah. And so she came the next day and she came at like 920 early. I opened the door. I looked at her. She said, Miss Tiffany. I said, yeah. She said, you got that. <laughs> you got. I was mad at first, but you know what? I'm wild, disrespectful. I did stay late. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> But it taught me such a valuable lesson about standing up for yourself. And to this day, it's funny because she she works at City Hall. And I was trying to get some permit or something. And it was, she was there. And she was like, oh, Miss Tiffany, girl, come to the front of the line. And we had a good kiki. And she would show me pictures of of Zania, who is now like 16, which makes me feel extra old. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, damn. Um, But it was just like such a good lesson in standing up for myself. Um, And like, you know, that oftentimes it generates um, respect rather than whatever fearful thing I'm, I'm waiting on. But, um, but yeah, I just remember thinking, well, I guess I'll be fighting after school today. (laughs) Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. parts of the shows cool you know what it was funny because i remember i took that picture with usher and it looked like a wax figure because i had gone to atlanta to do his um oh what was this thing called new new journey he has a nonprofit, which of course i'm forgetting the name of and i went to go like teach a session because he has like an annual kind of like conference for the young people in his nonprofit. so um 
So I went and I took a picture with him, but it was so weird because in the picture he looks like a, a wax figure. And someone in the comments, and I just saw this like last night and it had me rolling. Someone in the comments said, did you tell him that you always mess up his confession song for the question song? And oh. I, I was like, I forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot that I did. <laughs> so this is Ode to Usher. These are our questions. I also know the word, so I don't know what to say. <laughs> When she said it, though, it had me rolling because I do keep messing up the confession song. Either way, it's time for questions. And I am excited because you guys always have amazing questions. If you'd like to submit a question, Mandy will tell you how. Uh, yes. Well, thank you. I sure will. You can go to brandambitionpodcast.com, hit Ask Us Anything to send us a question. Hit us up on Instagram at brandambitionpodcast. You can hit us up in our DMs there. Please be detailed but brief. Um, or you can email us directly at brandambitionpodcast at gmail. Dot com. Dot com. We do. We have a bunch. We have too many questions today, so I'm going to save some for next week. But yay! Yay! I love some questions. A lot of credit-related questions too. Let's take this one from our email inbox this week from listener Chanel, um, who says, "I've used a bunch of what I've learned through this podcast to be successful during my home buying process. My question is, what's a good resource to find a credit card for new homeowners?" We have a couple of things that we need to purchase, like our fridge, blinds, etc. I want to use a rewards credit card so I can reap some benefits. Help assist out. Ooh, I think, actually, Mandra, you had a really good credit card that you guys used, right? Yeah, right. So, of course, we can recommend some credit cards, but read the fine print, read the terms and conditions on the card. Make sure they're the right card for you. Personally, when we were doing our renovation, we decided to sign up with the City Double Cash card because it was basically the max cash back you can get on like any purchase. And there aren't that many cards that have a flat cash back rate on anything that are higher than like 1%. So 2% was the best we could do. And the way the City Double Cash works is that it gives you 1% cash back when you make the purchase and it gives you another 1% when you pay it off. So you only get the full 2% if you're paying off the card in full. We also took advantage of a 0% intro APR offer. I forget the name of the credit card. It was a Chase card. Um, and it was 0% for 12 months or something like that. And we used that for some larger purchases. And we just paid that, paid that off this summer, which felt great. And that allowed us to have no interest for you know 12 months. The, the risk with those types of cards is that often they have deferred interest clauses, which means yeah. if we had left even like $1 on that credit card after that promo period ended, they could have been like, oh, you were charged interest this entire year and we're going to mm -hmm. slap it on. We're going to slap it onto your card right now. So I was dead. I was adamant that we were not going to, you know, let that happen. So that was our strategy. Did you guys use any? We did. Honestly, credit. looking back at it now, I wish I would have gotten that credit card, like you said. But I, oddly enough, so Superman was trying to convince me that we need to get a Home Depot card. And I was like, no, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Actually, with the amount of money we spent at Home Depot, we should have got a we should have got a Home Depot card. Yeah. He was right. I just didn't think we were going to need that much stuff from Home Depot. We got, a, I mean, like just thousands of thousands of dollars we spent at um, Home Depot during the renovation. Um, but I will say it wasn't like all, it, I didn't, it wasn't all for nothing. So what I ended up using was our travel card um, as like our, as our go-to credit card. And we, whew, let's just say my, um, like we have so many trips pending because I also use my travel card for um, marketing spend. And I've got, I mean, I could go to Zimbabwe and stay like in the president's suite at the president's house for as many points as we have. Um, so, I mean, so it wasn't for nothing, but I, thinking about it now, because I use um, 
um, my travel card for marketing, I really didn't need the additional travel points. And I really wish I would have because you told me about that card in the beginning. And honestly, I wish I would have gone and, and, and gotten it because I would have much rather the, the cash back than additional because we have so many travel points now that like I'm just like my whole family just comes to me. They're like, so I've got a trip. No, you got some points. Well, those travel <laughs> cards don't give you the same rate for like a, a purchase at a department store or like exactly. on furniture as they would on travel expenses. Like the the most lucrative travel cards really only give you the high cash back rate if you're paying for travel purchases. So that's what that's why we ended up getting the city card because we knew we were only going to get 1% back if we used our, our travel card. Um, Home Depot card we looked at. I don't remember it having any like cashback benefits. I think it's more that it offers it offers different like financing options, like zero percent or whatever. Um, depending on, I don't I don't think they do. I you guys could check, but I don't know that they have like a cashback card. That'd be nice though. Yeah. So so I I say go with the card that Mandy suggests because it's just I mean cashback you can't ever go wrong. <clears throat> Cash is queen. Cash is queen. And see if there's any, you know, I'll, I'll put a link to the Magnify Money credit card tool. There's new credit cards. Oh, I can't even keep up anymore. They're all the time. Um, and one of the other reasons I love the City Double Cash card is not, it doesn't even exist anymore. They got rid of this program where they were doing, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Now I forget. Oh, baby, baby brain. No. Um, a program basically where if we made a purchase with our City Double Cash card, and the price dropped after we made the purchase, they would yes. actually go back and refund us. I remember. They got rid of that program. If you guys notice, like some of the rewards cards out there have been so lucrative and they're starting to scale back their programs to make them, well, they're very expensive for the companies to keep up. So some of them have been scaling them back. So um, they're not as lucrative as they used to be, sadly. But we took hella advantage of that perk while it was there. Um, all right, cool. Thank you, Chanel. Good luck with the home buying. Per and just make sure if you take out credit, have a plan to pay it back. You do not want to start your home ownership journey with a ton of credit card debt and be house poor. And it's just going to be sad. So yeah. take your time making if you if you don't have the money to pay it off, just like take your time. You don't need the fancy blinds or the fancy couch right now. Take your time getting that stuff over the next few months if you can. Mm -hmm. Okay, who's next? Okay, so we got a question from Instagram uh, user whose name is T. T says, I need some advice. I have a rental property that's increased in value. I paid $98,000 and the exact same type of house in my neighborhood just sold for $139,000. So Ooh. I'm wondering, should I sell my rental property when my tenants move out in a few months? I'm planning to put in new carpet and laminate flooring as well as build a deck on the back of the house. And that's it. Oh, and so her house so, is ninety thousand. She's paid ninety eight thousand dollars. She still owes okay. ninety one thousand on the mortgage. If you're okay. wondering, so it must so have been she, a recent purchase. And so she's asking if she, after renovating the property, if she should sell it. Sounds like she wants to do a couple of upgrades: new carpet, mm -hmm. laminate flooring, and build a deck. And then she wants to try and sell it because she's seen this other house that she thinks is comparable that sold for nearly like forty thousand dollars more than what she paid for her house. Well, I'll say this. One of the things I learned about like Jeep renovations is that you don't you don't get back dollar for dollar. I, I thought that you did. And I was like, oh, that's not true. Nah, bro. So like, yeah, <laughs> meaning that let's just say the debt cost you ten thousand dollars just like for math sake. Right. And you think like, oh, so now that's going to make my house worth ten thousand dollars more new. It like maybe it'll make your house be worth five thousand dollars more. That's why people don't get that upgrades. You don't 
what you put out for the upgrade, very rarely, if at all, do you ever get that exact number back. Like, like on a good, like, a, like on a good trade, it's sixty percent back. Like, like Mandy and I both got like ACs in our house, and AC, like um, central um, AC or like a, a split system, you, it's a, it's pretty good. Like, you get like sixty to sixty-five percent back, but that's not a hundred percent. So if you spend thirty thousand dollars on, on um, you know, because uh, that's like what you're looking at if you're putting in um. Uh, a, a split system for um, for ACs in your home, you're looking at anywhere, it could be 20, 30, 60, $70,000 or more. You're not going to get $30,000 back. Maybe you'll get 20. So just be mindful that if that house is comparable to your house as it stands and you're wanting to sell, I would not make, I would not, except for like small things like paints and, you know, things like that. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't make these big changes because you're not going to get that money back unless you're saying that 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 the other house has the deck and all these other things. And that's what you're wanting to add. But, yeah, I mean, um, renovating um, to the, you know, because those sound like pretty big renovations um, or, or moderate renovations. You're not going to see that money back and you might just get your money back with the house as it stands down. And. If, 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 if your neighborhood is on the way up, meaning like, you know, you're watching month to month and you saw, I don't know how long you've had the house, then you might want to wait. Like, is your, is your tenant paying the mortgage? If so, it's not necessarily costing you anything. And there's a little bit of tax break, not as much as there used to be, but there's a little bit of a tax break. So I don't know. I probably, I mean, I don't know that I would sell if it's making me money and, um, and the neighborhood is on its way up because Five years from now, maybe you get, you know, 200 or two, 225 for that house. You're like, dang, I should have waited. Um, so, yeah, yeah I'm wondering, that- I'm wondering why she's other than the, the value of a house being sold. Like, I wonder if she needs the money or if mm-hmm. she's looking to flip, take this, take the uh, the money she earns in this house and flip it into another rental property. property. Yeah, maybe. Or like, let's just <laughs> say this. If you're putting it into the market, say, for example, you do the math of what percentage has the house grown in value in what in that year? So let's just say it's grown, I don't know, um, you know, 15% in one year. I mean, that's better than the market. That would like, be crazy. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, like. <laughs> Can I move there? <laughs> exactly. But no, but honestly, Mandy, let me tell you, like in Newark, that's exactly what's happening. Because mm-hmm. so Newark is, for those of you who like don't live in this area of the of the country, Newark is super close to New York which is a really expensive place to live. And people want to live next to New York because that's where the fun's at, but also a lot of jobs. And so what happened is Midtown, which is um, basically like like the hub of New York, is super expensive. And so people couldn't afford Midtown, so they started branching off to places, places like Harlem, which is uptown. Like, and so Harlem, these brownstones that these older brown folks owned, they were buying them up for pennies and now they're worth like $2 million. Like literally they're buying it for 10,000 and now they're worth 2 million, which is disheartening when you find out so many people lost their homes to, um, in, in, in that trade that was unfair. And then nobody used to want to live in Brooklyn. It used to literally be Brooklyn has a section called bed It would be bed do or die. And you're likely to die. And now bed is the, it gave, they gave it another name is fancy and expensive and people can't afford Brooklyn. And so as a result of New York spreading out now, now they're looking over the water to Newark who before think Newark, think Oakland, think, um, I'm trying to think what some other places like are like, like, oh, think Detroit, 
you know, like, so Newark had that kind of connotation of being economically depressed, but because people can't afford Manhattan, they can't afford Harlem anymore. They can't afford Brooklyn. They've already moved to Jersey city, which is even the closest kind of like city to, to, um, in New Jersey to New York. Now they've looked at Newark. And so when, when, um, Superman and I were looking two years ago, Mandy, literally a house would be on the market for 200,000 and it would go for 250. There was one three family house that was fairly priced at, at 280 and we lost it to someone who bid uh, 320. And I was like, what? I mean, these were houses maybe two or three years prior that you couldn't even get like, you know, 150, 180,000 miles for that house. So there are sections of the country where because of just thanks. Okay. It's gone. There are sections of the country because, um, of like, just like, it's just so expensive to live here that people are willing to move further and further away from the desired place, which is New York city. Um, that like housing costs are like jumping up, like jumping beans, honestly. Um, so if you live in someplace like that, I would wait. Um, but if you live someplace where it's just creeping up and you're just like, I don't want to deal with tenants anymore. I'm over it. I just won't give me my money. Well then get your money and, but invest it someplace else. Yeah, I agree. And I'll put a link. I actually use this. There's like a, a website remodeling, I think it's, I forget the name of it, Remodel Something, but they put out um, annually a list of like the ROI, the return on investment of certain home improvement projects. And I think one of the, the most like lucrative ones you can do is replacing a garage door. Last time I read, it's like random stuff like that. Wow, that is really <laughs> yeah. random. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll post a link in there. And, and you know, especially if, if you're selling to people who might want to rent it out themselves, they're not going to want to pay for a lot of upgrades. Like they're going to want the bare minimum. Um, so they can rent it out as well. So, um, yep. Uh, interesting. And congrats on having a rental property. That's cool. Goals, 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 goals. Yes. So we take take one more. Sure. Let's see. All right. Thanks for your question, T. Here's another one from the gram. I don't know how to pronounce this. Let's just go with breezy. So Instagram user breezy says, hello, I've got $11,500 in credit card debt and I just received $5,000 from a settlement. Should I use it to pay off some credit card debt? to get my utilization below 30% or should I use it or should I use a 0% transfer ba- a balance transfer credit card to pay them off? Thank you. So $5,000 would knock out a little less than half yep. of that $11,000. So she wouldn't quite get to 30% utilization. Um, idea. Is this the part where you ask her if she has emergency savings? I- <laughs> I know where you're about to go. <laughs> you already know. I was like, hold up. Wait a minute. Back up. Do you have... Yo, Betty, that's so crazy. I was literally thinking that. Yes, I would say Breezy. Breezy. Do you have emergency savings? Because it sounds like she might not. Um, yeah. So I would be hesitant to put all this money toward debt. Yeah, if you've got um, eleven grand in credit debt, it could be a sign that you have been turning to credit. Um, every once in a while when you run short on cash and it's kind of become yeah. your emergency fund. So Tiff's right. I mean, like putting that $5,000 in the bank so you, you create emergency fund could be one step. And then from there, if, you're, if your credit's good, you don't mention what your credit score is, but let's say it's above 680, 670. That's usually about what it takes to qualify for the best 0% interest balance transfer cards. Let's say you can qualify for one of those and you can transfer your balances onto those card that card um, and pay them off slowly over time, that could be a great, that could be a um, a smart strategy. Because then mm-hmm. you can slowly pay off that credit card debt and you have money in the bank in case another 
unexpected, you know, expense pops up. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the wave. My only concern is that if you, I don't know how much of the, of what, what your limit is for that, with the balance where you have that 11,000. So if you are over 30, which, well, you say basically you are over 30%, then my concern is that maybe your credit score is going to be reflective of that because you know, your amounts owed is 30% of your credit score. So it's a significant part of your credit score is being negatively affected because you have a balance over 30% of that credit card limit. Um, so that would just be my only concern that would she qualify for a balanced transfer card? But I mean, I don't know. We, I mean, you might have some excellent other credit things happening that this is offset by that. Um, so yeah, I would say plan B. Um, you know, you don't have to say, if you don't feel comfortable saving the whole 5,000, fine. But if you don't have a, um, yes, a emergency savings, then you're going to be right back in debt because you're an adult and things happen unexpectedly to adults. And if you don't have the cash to handle what happens unexpectedly, you're just going to end up swiping your card again anyway. Yep. And with any 0% interest promotion period, even for a balance transfer, just beware that it may have um, a deferred interest clause, which means if you don't pay it off 100% before that 12-month or 18-month period's over, they could just slap you with all the interest all over again. So um, have a plan, you know, be realistic. Can you actually make enough payments throughout the year to pay it off before the promo period ends? And um, another option besides balance transfer is um, if you don't feel confident, one, if you can't get approved for a balance transfer or two, if you don't think you'll feel confident that you can pay, you know, that much money over the course of however many months to to pay it off in full um, before the promotion period ends, you could also look at consolidating your credit card debt with a personal loan. Um, especially if you can get a personal loan that has a lower APR than what your credit cards may offer you. And with a personal loan, you have a fixed monthly payment, a fixed term. There's no risk of having deferred interest, get, you know, getting hit with that if you don't pay it off because they create a plan for you to pay it off in a certain amount of time. Um, so that's another, another option for you. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that was helpful. Thank you very much for your question, Miss Breezy. Yes, Breezy. Sorry for, I just made that up. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your actual name. My bad. <laughs> now it's time for Booster Break. For all our family, will you boost? Will you break? Are you gonna boost their break, Mandy? You saw that remix at the end because I was I like, you know did. what? I'm gonna switch. You know, I'm gonna do a little something. Like, you know, I can't always do the same. That's like when you're. At, that's like when you're in the club and you're showing off, singing the words, and it's the remix, and you like don't know the <laughs> remix yet. Because I was ready to like break in. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> I don't know the words. Uh, I'm gonna do a break this week. Because some, it's been driving me a little nuts. So I'm going to take a break from engaging with the rumor mill at the office. Whether mm. it can be about anything, you know, about someone's personal business or about someone's professional business. But I'm just at a point where I just feel like p there's people, certain people in offices that really get off on like yeah. gossiping and spreading rumors. Or not just even spreading rumors, but just like engaging in rumors or trying to start rumors and it's just so much loss. It's like wasted energy because yeah. it can cause people to stress out about things that don't even, that aren't even going to happen 
or it can cause people to feel bad about things that may not even be true. And I feel like as adults, we should just as much as you can avoid the rumor mill. And honestly, as a manager, rumor mills drive me nuts because I feel like they undermine sometimes Mm -hmm. like As a manager, you don't always want to tell you don't you can't always tell people exactly what's going on because you don't want to get people and I and I purposefully do this. I'll withhold information if I'm worried that there's not enough information and it can just cause more uncertainty because that will just like uh, rumor mills live on uncertainty. They thrive on like the not having the full information. So I'll like purposefully wait if I know there's like people who gossip on the team because I don't want to give them any fuel to flame fires of you know, uncertainty or questioning, you know, what the the bigger mission is. So that's my break. I don't know if I'll ever cure office gossip. Probably not. But it kind of just drives me nuts. There's there's like this, it's funny. It's like a a gospel rendition where it's like, mind your business. Have you seen it? Mind your business. You should (laughs) No. (laughs) It is hilarious. It's like, mind your business. It's a gospel choir, but singing like, what you got to mind your business, but it's hilarious. <laughs> and I think everyone should do so. And it's funny you should say that because I was watching Joel Osteen last Sunday. It was weird. Cause I like literally went to sit in the bed and like turned on. I'm like, oh, God, are you trying to tell me something? And he came on and, um, that one of the, one of his closing messages was basically, he literally said, mind your business. I was like, Oh, Joel is spicy this Sunday. Um, yeah, it's, it's very easy to get caught up, especially in the social media world, you know, like the way we live in social media. Sometimes people take that offline, especially as if they have access. Remember I told you that a friend of a friend was like, Ooh, Tiffany doesn't post about her husband like she used to. And like, I hope everything's okay. She don't hope everything's okay. <laughs> like you don't even know, me. you don't right. hope everything's okay. That's just nosy. But it, you know, and I, the truth is I never, I didn't even realize I had not posted a Superman as much. I guess the truth is I don't engage in social media. Like I used to, I used to like live on social when I was really building my business. And, um, now I have a team that largely manages it. So of course they're not posting my husband. Um, but I, we talk about Superman and, and, and Enrique all the time here on, on the podcast. So it's not, you know, but I just thought that that was funny that like, you know, and it was funny because I posted for our, our second anniversary. I posted like, you know, just a quick, like, Oh, second anniversary. Love you, babe. And then someone who listens to Brown Ambition, she wrote like, girl, you ain't had to post this for her. <laughs> Which I thought it was funny. <laughs> like she can, buy it. I was like, I love our listeners. They're like, Mm-mm. <laughs> so yes, minding your business costs nothing. I mean, we all can be a little nosy sometimes, but honestly, it's really to your detriment when you mind someone else's business, cause you're taking away energy and time and effort from, from things that you can use to, to grow your own self. Yep. All right. What about you? Booster break. I'm going to, honestly, this is just random, but I'm going to break. I am so, I don't know what's going on with Facebook. So if anybody's a techie, so I was supposed to go live. So I, I, I'm, I'm a, um, what do they call it? A brand and no, I'm financial wellness brand ambassador. I think that they call me for Prudential Financial, which I love because so many financial companies don't get that financial wellness should be the should be the like the goal, not having a certain amount of money. And so Prudential is really starting to come around and understand that so much so they have this whole they have this whole push towards financial wellness and how can we help you beyond just retirement and insurance, but like how can you be okay as a person and how can you use your finances to help support how you want to show up in this world? So I love being this uh, brand ambassador um, for Prudential. But anyway, I was supposed to go live because they sponsored like a um, 
a live uh, class. So I was like, okay, this is, it was like five things to do to prepare before the, um, five things to do to prepare before the new year, financially prepare for the new year. So I was excited, supposed to go live, click the live button on my computer. It says um, camera cannot connect. And I was like, what? So I'm trying everything. So now I'm sweating bullets, uh, you know, and I tried everything and it wouldn't work. And I mean, I got on the phone with every tech person I could find. We ran through every single scenario and it still doesn't work. So my brown break is like, freaking technology. I don't know. I don't know. And so I'm supposed to go live tonight. I'm going to just do it from my phone, which is not ideal because who wants to hold their phone as they're, cause I'm like a handsy person. I don't know if you guys can tell, I know you can't hear me, but even now I'm using my hands. I'm like, you know, using it to talk. Um, but yeah, I just, sometimes it's like technology, man. It's so <laughs> convenient. It's inconvenient. Um, uh, but if anyone is super techie, um, send me an Instagram message. It'll be too late. They're listening to this tomorrow. I Well, here's the thing, like in just in general, because I go live like on Facebook and you know, all the time, but I would say at least every month or so. And so I don't know randomly why I can't. So if someone's like, oh my gosh, I remember when that happened to me. It's because of this. I'm using Google Chrome. I restarted my computer. I cleared the history and the cookies and the cache and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I have allowed, um, like you, there's this button where you can allow Facebook to have access to your computer and your microphone. I did all of that. I did it all. <laughs> I did it all and I still, it's still not working. So it's just frustrating. So that's my brown break because it's stopping me from being great. Um, so yeah, if anybody, you know, cause I, I'm going to likely go live next week. So if anybody has any suggestions about what we can do, um, to get my computer camera, because like my camera, like if I do FaceTime or anything, it works on every other capacity, just not with Facebook. And I do not know why. Um, yeah. So just, you know, I'd love your feedback. Um, because it's breaking my spirits. It is. Help Tiffany out. I'll forward your responses. Brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Well, that was a good show. Those questions were really great. I love when you guys ask, like, you know, well, you guys always ask good questions. Keep them coming. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.